Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, CRC, that's what we do. Lift the name that is above every other name. Come on, give God the biggest praise offering that you can this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, you have a reason to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Welcome to TBN, TBN YouTube. Welcome to our hundreds of thousands of viewers on One Gospel Praise TV, still broadcasting to Russia. We pray for your country. We pray for Ukraine. We pray for peace in the name of Jesus and that this useless loss of life will stop, that leaders will come to their senses in Jesus' name. We welcome Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online, radio stations, correctional facilities, then people all over Africa. We love you. And I want to say to you this morning that God is not finished with you yet, that your best days are ahead of you. No matter what the naysayers say, no matter what the prophets of doom and gloom say, God still is in control and your future is bright. This is the year of many breakthroughs in Jesus' Name. Come on, if you love Him, give Him a big, big, big praise celebration today. Welcome. The many thousands here in Twane, also in Bloomingdale, in all our CRC churches with us this morning. I'm here to lift you up. So if you want to take your seat, you are welcome. But uh, something is going to change and ignite in you today. If, 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 if you have a teenager, send them to the evening services. If you have a student, send them to the evening services. If you're young at heart, come to the evening services, okay? Um, we are not yet to roll over. We are yet to, amen. How many of you believe that your best days are ahead of you? Oh, come on, that is some of you. Come on, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God says, I know the thoughts I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So I don't know what you are facing, what you're going through this morning, but my message is very, Simply, it's always too soon to quit. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. One thing this COVID has done, and I'm talking about in the evening services, it's taken a fighting spirit out of many people where people are just complying to what this world says. And then some religious people that say, oh, it's all over. It's not all over. It's just beginning for you, come on. Oh, come on, I don't care if you're 85, God still has a mountain for you to climb. I don't care how long your delay, your delay is not a denial. God still has great plans and a great future for you. So let me build you up this morning. Let me get the quit out of you and ignite some fire and some faith in you, if that's okay, all right? Abraham Lincoln is probably the greatest example of in history, apart from Jesus Christ, of persistence. If you wanna learn about somebody who didn't quit, then look no further. 
born into poverty, Lincoln was faced with defeat throughout his life. He lost eight elections, twice failed in business, and suffered a nervous breakdown. He could have quit many times, but he didn't. And because he didn't quit, he became one of the greatest presidents that the United States of America ever had. He has a sketch of Lincoln's road to the White House. You talk to some people, they're 18 years old and because they're not a billionaire, they think that God has forsaken them. Now, we're gonna talk about Joseph, but let's talk about this man quickly. A man of faith, by the way. 1816, his family was forced out of their home and he had to work as a young man or a teenager to support them. 1818, his mother died. 1831, he failed in business. 1832, ran for legislature and lost. Also lost his job in 1832. Wanted to go to law school, but couldn't get in. 1833, borrowed some money from a friend to begin a business. And by the end of that year, he was bankrupt. He spent the next 17 years of his life paying off this debt. 1834, he ran for state legislature again and won. 1835, was engaged to be married. His sweetheart died and it broke his heart. 1836, had a total nervous breakdown and was in bed for six months. 1838, sought to become Speaker of the State Legislature and was defeated. 1840, sought to become Elector, defeated. 1843, ran for Congress, lost. 1846, ran for Congress again. This time he won, went to Washington and did a good job. 1848, ran for re-election to Congress, he lost. 49, sought the job of land office in his home state, rejected. 1854 ran for Senate of the United States and he lost. 1856 sought the vice presidential nomination of his party's national convention, got less than 100 votes. Now, how many of you know that's the time to give up? Okay, he's now been going for almost 30 years trying to make a mark in politics and it's not working. But in 1860, because of his tenacious, courageous attitude, his resilience, refusing to give up on the dream that he knew God had for him. He became President of the United States of America. Hallelujah. I don't care how many times you have failed, you can always get up. And when you fail, you fail forward and you learn from your failure. I believe that God wants you to get the quit out of you. I believe that God wants to reignite a fire and a passion in your soul. 2022 is the year of God's divine orchestrated breakthrough. If you believe it this morning, say Amen and give the Lord a praise. Come on. So your breakthrough may just be around the corner, but you can't see around the corner. So no matter how tough times are, no matter what the storm is you are facing this morning, I want to say to you, don't you dare quit on God. Don't you dare quit on yourself. Don't you dare quit on, on your family. Don't you dare quit on your nation. Don't you dare quit on your career. Don't you dare quit on your vision. You keep on keeping on. Come on. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, all things work together for good to those who love God. Come on. The Bible says, He will make all things beautiful in His time. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, come on. We don't listen to the naysayers. We don't listen to the prophets of doom. We listen to the Word of God and the promises of God. A God who says, I has not seen, nor ye heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. And I want to tell you, if you love God, God's got some great things in store. God's going to turn your tragedy into triumph. Come on. God's going to turn your setback into a comeback. 
God is going to turn your misery into something wonderful. God is going to give you beautiful ashes. Oh, come on, you better get on your feet and give Him a praise today. If there's a quit in you, then you praise that quit out of you in the name of Jesus today. You know, we all get thoughts of quitting as long as we don't quit. Now I want to say to you that God is still in control of your life. It's not like God is in control one day and the devil the next. God is in control and He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I'm going to talk about it tonight. Jesus is coming back for a victorious church, not a defeatist church. A church that is occupying. A church of dominion. So we do not succumb to the world. We overcome the world. 1 John 5, the Bible says, verse 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, even our faith. 1 John 4, verse 4, the Bible says, you hail from God and greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, the Bible says, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Say Amen. Say, I am more than a conqueror in Jesus' Name. So we know all things work together for good. The good, the bad and the ugly. And failure is not failure until you quit. You get back up again. You get busy. You keep forward-minded. Thomas Edison, in response to a question about his many failed attempts to to invent the light bulb, said, and I love this, he said, I haven't failed 10,000 times. I've successfully found 10,000 ways how not to invent a light bulb. Amen? I mean, you you didn't get the job and now you feel like a failure. What's up? There's nothing wrong with you. It means God's got something better for you. You become more determined. You become more resilient. You get back out there again. You apply for another job. You don't give up on yourself. You don't live with a defeatist mindset in Jesus' Name. So listen, if we're going to see our dreams fulfilled, we better display a courageous, strong, resilient attitude of fortitude. That I ain't quitting. I'm not joining the Quitters Club. I believe the promises of God are yea and amen. I believe that things are going to turn around. I believe that things will get better in the name of Jesus. I cannot dictate to God when, but I believe that no matter how many times I lose, the day will come that I'm going to win in the name of Jesus Christ. No matter how many girls say no for a date, the day is going to come where the right girl is going to say yes and you are going to marry the girl of your dream. Shout amen in Jesus' name. So Paul the Apostle was one of those individuals that lived like this. A man of faith, a man of great fortitude, a man who faced severe opposition. You know, when, when, when problems come, we're not supposed to put our tail between our legs and, and, and just wave a white handkerchief. It's not how God made us. We step up to the battleground. We face our Goliaths, amen. We conquer our mountains. We walk through our valleys. We challenge the prophets of Baal. We are not those that always look for a reason to bail out, to quit, to resign and to renegotiate our dreams and our visions. The Bible says the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ. So if you have a promise, you have an amen. And the only one who can stop you is not the devil. Because he doesn't have the power. It's when you become neutral and you 
renegotiate your dream. So 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8 to 9, Paul the Apostle writes in the New Living Translation, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Oh, come on. The fact that you are here today means that you are still alive. Your spirit is not crushed and you still have hope of a better future. If you believe it, say amen and give Him a big praise. Come on, that is Jesus. Hallelujah. We are perplexed, meaning puzzled and bewildered at what is happening at times, especially with the WHO choosing South Africa. And Facebook has now been blocking me recently. Good for you, Facebook. We are perplexed, puzzled. We'll just find another way, another platform. Puzzled and bewildered, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we don't get knocked out or we don't get destroyed. Verse 16, he says, that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Oh, come on. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can now see. They don't talk about our trouble. We don't talk about our problems. We rejoice in the Lord always. We do not worry about tomorrow. We cast our cares upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, come on. We bring our request to God by prayer and the peace of God will sustain us. We don't worry. We don't listen to the television or the television. We don't listen to what people say. We believe God, oh come on. Even if everybody else is struggling in a famine, we know that we are gonna be blessed. We know that we can overcome because we have God on our side and one believer in God make a majority. You are part of the winning team. You are part of the Christ team. There is no devil in hell that can stop what God has predestined for you in the name of Jesus Christ. You better just get the quit out of you and keep on keeping on for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. She says, for our, 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 our present trouble are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs the end and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see. We fix our gaze on things we cannot see. Looking unto Jesus, amen. And when you look unto Jesus, you change your perspective. You don't become overwhelmed. You don't allow things to overcome you. You don't allow things to intimidate you. Because you fix your gaze on the one who overcame, on the one who rose from the grave on the one who defeated the grave, who defeated death, who defeated Satan, who defeated hell, who defeated the curse of the law. You keep your gaze on the risen Christ. And as you look to Jesus, He's gonna lift you up and He's gonna strengthen you in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35, Paul says, I believe it's Paul, because it's an intellectual writer. So don't lose your bold, courageous faith for you are destined for a great reward. 
Hallelujah. You need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. And then you receive the promise in full for soon and very soon. We are going to see the King, hallelujah, soon and very soon. No, okay. But I mean, I'm talking about you and your life now. I know these, uh, the Bible is a two-edged sword that he's talking about looking beyond the here and the now into eternal life. But he's also talking about this life that we live. That God promises us victory in this life that we live. Not one day when we get to glory and one day when we get to heaven. No, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came to restore what Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. That's why we are not gonna be white knuckle Christians waiting for the rapture bus. We are gonna be up and about and we are going to pursue the dreams that God has promised us in the name of Jesus. And we are going to refuse to be intimidated by the negative climate of this world because soon and very soon you are going to see the King and when the King of Glory shows up, things are gonna change in your life, things are gonna change in your business, things are gonna change in your finances, things are gonna change in your relationship with your child. Come on, Jesus Christ is still the difference maker. Jesus Christ is still the way maker. Jesus Christ is still the miracle worker. Jesus Christ is still the promise keeper. Come on, fix your gaze upon Christ and as you do, the quit will leave you and faith will come to your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, the one who is appearing will come without delay. And he also says, my righteous ones will live from my faith. But if fear holds them back, my soul is not content with them. What does fear do? Fear causes us to take a step back. Fear is what Satan uses to intimidate us. Fear is what the devil uses to steal our dreams and our visions. As a matter of fact, fear is the number one dream stealer in a human being's life. Proverbs 29, Satan Bible says, where there's no vision, people perish. Every one of you should have a dream. Every one of you should have a vision. Every one of you should be filled with hope for a better future for your children for South Africa, come on South Africa. I don't care what we see on the media. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn their wicked from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Watch how God is gonna surprise us in South Africa. Watch how things are gonna change in South Africa. We are not gonna be part of the negative confessing club. We believe that God is gonna raise up righteous leaders in South Africa and we are gonna see days of glory in South Africa, days of opportunity for every black child, every white child, every Asian child, every colored child. We don't lose our dream because of some corrupt politician. We believe the Word of God that this is our land and every born free child in South Africa has a future, has a hope and God will secure that with righteous governance. If you believe it, say Amen and give the Lord a praise, hallelujah. 
I tell you, there's a lot of things not working, but it's going to get fixed. You say, how, Pastor? Through the right people. We will have a day where our roads will be whole. Can I have an amen in the name of Jesus? A day actually when we will have power, when we switch on the plug in Jesus' name. Because I believe God, if the church cries out to God, enough is enough. So when we talk about our hope and we talk about a vision, we're not just talking about our personal lives. We have a dream for South Africa. We have a dream for our children. We have a dream for people of every tribe, tongue and nation. We are not gonna climb on a plane and fly to Canada and our children lose their morality. No, we are staying where God has placed us with visions and dreams, anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost and we will see better days ahead in South Africa and in your business and in your life. And I'll say it, that I'll say it and I'll say it again. The devil will not have the final say. The WHO will not have the final say over our future. God is in control. Oh, come on. I feel the presence of God. Somebody just give God a praise for a better future in Jesus' Name. You know, we need faith, not just for our lives, but let's start there. We need faith for a nation and, and not be overwhelmed. Because if you're overwhelmed, you're gonna be overcome. And then you start making plans C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. And you think uh, Europe is a better place. Maybe tomorrow a bomb falls in Europe, I don't know. Canada, I talk to people that migrated to Canada and that school system is so wicked that many of those kids have turned away from Christ. So we must think about what we really value and not be intimidated by what people say on media because anything can change at any given moment. I said anything can change. And if we stand in a place of faith, God hears us. And even if it seems that things are getting worse, believe me, God is orchestrating our deliverance. This nation is chosen by God for greatness. No devil, no politician, no naysayer, no plotter, no schemer will control what God has predestined. So we keep the faith, amen? I said we keep the faith. Hallelujah, come on, give Him a praise in Jesus' Name. So Hebrews chapter six, the Bible talks about Abraham again, when God made a promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promise as sure as God exists. So he said, I have no doubt, I promise to bless you over and over and give you a son and multiply you without measure. So Abram waited patiently in faith and succeeded in seeing the promise fulfilled. I still have a dream. There are still many things that I'm believing God for. This week we are in Port Elizabeth in uh, um, the St. George uh, 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 Cricket Stadium doing our harvest event. We are expecting thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. So if you are in the Eastern Cape, make your way to the Cricket Stadium Wednesday night. We are going to see multitudes saved in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Amen. We believe it. So our, our best days are ahead. 
No matter what Satan does, he comes to intimidate, he comes to lie, he comes to steal, he comes to rob vision. But we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We keep hope alive. We keep vision alive. We keep courage alive in Jesus' Name. Come on. And when the winds of adversity come against us, we put our heads against the storm and we walk a little bit harder. Come on. We, we straighten our gate. Come on. We lift our gaze. Come on. In the Name of Jesus Christ, we don't become weak. Even if we feel we are weak, we are what the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in the Name of Jesus Christ. No matter the delay, no matter the setback, no matter the detour, it does not imply God's denial. God's promises are yea and amen. And whatever you lost, you are going to recover by the power of the Holy Ghost in the Name of Jesus Christ and for the glory of God. Hallelujah! It's okay to say Amen, that means I agree. So we refuse to be moved, we refuse to be swayed, we refuse to be intimidated, we refuse to run to a valley of discouragement. We study the Bible and we learn from the generals of faith. Abraham, who had to believe for his promise 25 years. Joseph, a young man who had a great dream. You talk about dreams. People say, well, everybody can't be great. Why not? God is a great God and you were created in God's image. And the Bible says we are to be imitators of God. I didn't say everybody can be a billionaire. I said everybody can be great because the greater one lives on the inside of you. Everybody can have vision. Everybody can have dreams in the Name of Jesus Christ. Everybody can believe for progress and to produce fruit. We weren't saved to settle. Bible calls us sojourners. That means you can be a great teacher. No, the greatest teacher in the school, the greatest student at school, the, the greatest doctor in that hospital, the greatest parent in that neighbourhood. You can be great because you are destined for greatness in Jesus' Name. Think about Joseph who had a dream of greatness. I mean, when God comes to him, it doesn't come with a small dream. He gives him a dream of rulership. But this dream evoked a response in his brothers. They hated him which is the case with people who have no dreams. Little people hate big people. Meaning those who are not dreamers hate the dreamers of our generation. When you dream, you don't have time to attack somebody else. You don't have time to dismantle somebody else's dream. Because your dream will keep you busy. Your dream will determine your boundaries, will determine your relationships. Your dream will determine your passionate pursuit in life. Yes, Joseph, he has a dream. He tells his brothers that their chiefs would bow before him. The Bible says they hated him. Didn't like it. I've learned. When, when you become the tall poppy, the short puppies don't like you. When you are the crab that climbs out the bucket, the other crabs want to pull you back into the bucket. When you believe 
in, 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 in a great God on the inside of you, then people are quick to criticise you, but who do you think you are? When you move from the squatter camp to the suburbs, people say you think you're better than us. Oh no, I'm not better than you, but I'm not staying in the same place, amen. I'm moving on. I'm going from glory to glory, come on. And I'm not gonna leave you behind. You can also move along by the power of the Holy Ghost. God can make a way for you if you will have an attitude of faith and stop complaining and stop living as a victim all the days of your life. So yes, Joseph, he has a great, great dream. He shares it, then he has another dream. And he dreams that the sun and the moon and the stars bow before him. And his father says to him, do you mean your brother and I will also bow before you? Well, it's a God's given, it's a God-given dream. The Bible says his brothers hated him more. Then the day came when Joseph's father sends him to take food to his brothers. They see him afar off and listen to what they say. Here comes the dreamer. How many dreamers here this morning? If you are a dreamer, okay. Here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. My dream is my reality, not my present, not my prison, not my setback, not my circumstances, not what I'm facing. My dream is my reality. And they say, here comes the dreamer. Oh, come on. When the Holy Spirit comes, the Bible says, old men will dream dreams. You've just all owned up that you are old, okay? And young men will see visions. Dreams and visions that will activate and ignite your faith and your hope. Otherwise you live from day to day and then religious people will try and steal your hope. And educators will tell you that you are just average, but God says no. You hail from God. God says, Gideon, you are a mighty man. You are a mighty woman. God says to David, though your father doesn't recognize you, you're not just a shepherd boy. You are a king in the making. You are not a nobody. You are a somebody. You are a noble body. You hail from God. The seed of greatness are on the inside of you. So yeah, Joseph's brothers come. And the attack to steal your dream always comes from those closest to you. Especially when you start out in the journey, when you tell your mom, I wanna be a doctor. And she says, no, there are no doctors in our family. You're not clever enough. Sorry, mama, you don't know what I know. I respect you, but I'm not listening to what you say. You can't do that. And you believe that, then you fall into unbelief and you quit on your dreams. I love the stories of people who refuse to quit. People that want to go study medicine, like one of our guitar players is not on the platform today, who because he was white, let's say it as it is, did not make it to medical school, although his marks were 90 plus and he was one of the top students because his whiteness kept him out. Thank God his parents taught him to never abandon your dreams. So he started another degree and late in his 20s he got into medical school and he's studying now, I think in his fourth year, and he's gonna be a great, great, great doctor because nobody, no system can steal your dream. You don't give up because they say you are too white or you are too black. You hold on to your dream because those four years of delay just made you a better person. And one day when you are the doctor, you've worked for it, you have suffered, you have faced your rejection. You have, you've had the, the potential to abandon your dream and give up on your future, but you did not. That means you are committed and you're gonna be one of the greatest doctors in South Africa. And I wanna say to you, don't just study 
after six years, go be a specialist. Go study more and be a top, 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 top specialist because somebody tried to steal your dream and that should make you more determined to say, now I'm going to be a specialist. Now I'm going to be one of the most famous doctors in South Africa and I'm going to change the lives of people for the next 30 years in Jesus' name. We don't just give up on our dreams because of people's opinions. We become more determined. We dig a little deeper. We don't negotiate with our destination. So yes, Joseph is called to rulership. His brothers hate him. They conspire. They want to kill him. They throw him in a pit and they sell him into slavery. We know the story. From the time he dreams to the time he gets to the palace is between 16 and 17 years of setback after setback. He sold as a slave. Think about that. From his technicolor dream coat, which is a coat of favor, stripped away from him, naked as a slave, like Jesus was on the cross, a type of Christ. He lands in part of his house. He goes into prison. He's forsaken and forgotten. He's abandoned. But the Bible says the Lord was with him. Hallelujah. I said the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him in that pit and Reuben intervened. The Lord was with him in part of his house. The Lord was with him in prison. Now I want to remind you this morning that the Lord is with you, that God is with you, that God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. God has not turned His back on you. Don't you turn your back on God. Don't you doubt the dream and the vision that God has for you. You may sit in a prison this morning, but hey, the door is open and you are going to walk out of that prison. You may sit in a hopeless situation, but hey, Jesus is risen from the grave and your heart can be filled with hope again in the Name of Jesus Christ. You go back and you write your vision on the wall. You go back and you lift your eyes to the stars again, Abraham, and you count them because that is what your descendants are. You don't count your lack and you don't count your disappointment and you don't count your, 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 your bitterness. You don't keep a score of all the wrongs in your life, no, no, no. You walk like Joseph who never allowed what he faced in life to make or break him. He never became bitter, he became better, which made him a much better leader. I started with Abraham Lincoln for a purpose because people look at successful people and they think it just happened. You sat with anyone, any one of those people, they'll tell you the journey. And young people need those conversations that it's not just something that happened. There were many times that those people thought about quitting. Many times when the investment was the make or break of the business. Many times when one decision could have ended anything. But because they walked with God and many of them sitting out today, experienced failure upon failure, but they were smart enough not to see it as failure, but to see it as an opportunity to become wiser and stronger and to learn from the process and not to repeat the mistakes. I'm the one who says it often, a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. A fool learns from his own. Oh no, we all learn from our own mistakes. There is no one person that can go read a book and everything is gonna be plain sailing. It's just not life. 
There will be times where you feel despondent and discouraged. There will be times that there's a voice in your mind that tells you to quit. But there is a greater voice, a still small voice, Elijah, that says, I'm not finished with you. I'm not done with you. You are still my prophet. You are still my chosen. You are still my appointed. You don't quit on your dream. You don't quit on your vision. You don't quit on your future. You keep on keeping on. You get yourself back in the presence of God. You fix your gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ. You lift your sights in the Name of Jesus and watch what God is going to do. Because when the atmosphere changes on the inside, things will change on the outside. Genesis chapter 50. 17 years later, Joseph is in the palace and his brothers come to bow before him, thinking that now it's time for retribution. Can those politicians who call for retribution, please shut up and stop your nonsense because we don't need that language in South Africa. We don't need you. And his brothers fear for their life and he says, listen, he says, I'm in the place of God. (laughs) He says, this journey has brought me to where I am. But actually he says more than that, this journey has made me. That's why the Bible talks about suffering that works for the glory of God when all the things happen. You don't look at them. You're not overwhelmed by them. You don't be, you're not dissuaded by them. You don't get discouraged by them. You keep on keeping on. You keep on trusting. You keep on believing. You're like David who says, I would have given up hope if I did not believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will wait for you, God. I will wait for you patiently. I will not give up. I will not speak a negative word. Even if there's no cattle in the stall, even if there's no fruit on the vine, I'm not going to become a murmurer and a complainer. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say I will rejoice because the Lord will make my deer, will make me skip on the mountains like a deer. The Lord is my strength and my life. And I want to say that to you on television today that God loves you, God's not given up on you. God has a future for you. Don't you dare give up on God in Jesus' Name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, come on. Give Him a praise as if you are inspired, as if you are going somewhere, as if you are gonna make up your mind to get up. There are many people here today. Um, you know, the evening services are important. I know many of you, this is your service. But the evening services, I get time to minister to people, etc. And um, you know, there's certain things only the Holy Ghost is going to do. He's going to lift you. I heard about a schoolgirl committing suicide this week. Despondent and hopeless. You know, if you lose hope, you lose everything. You need to keep hope alive. And the only way you can do that is being rooted in Him and allowing His presence to breathe upon you. So I'm believing God today as we sing a worship song that you will be honest because He watches over His Word and that you will let go of all your disappointment 
anger, whatever it is. And that as you stand in God's presence today, you will be reminded by the Holy Ghost of His promise for you. And that you will fix your eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will allow the Holy Spirit to come and lift you up and strengthen you and fill your heart with faith and hope. And in that place, you make a decision like Elijah. I'm not quitting. I'm going back. I'm going back more determined. I'm going back stronger. I'm going back with more resilience. No matter how hard life has hit me, I am not gonna stay down. I am not destroyed. I am not forsaken. I have a future. I have a hope. God is in control. Come on, my family. Let's stand to our feet all over South Africa. Lift your hands if you can. Lift your hands and just worship Him with every breath that you take for a moment. Let the glory of God come. Let the presence of God come. Let the Spirit of God come and breathe upon you. Let God come and take out the disappointment and take out the neutral and fill your heart with fresh fire and faith and fervor in the name of... Oh, come on, lift up your hands. Some of you have become numb to the things of God and to your future, you're in a survival mode. God says, no, 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 you're not a survivor. Yes, you have survived, but I've called you to thrive. I've called you to live, to live again, to be the husband, to be the wife, to be the person that I called you to be. Lift your hands today and let God come and touch you and fill you with His presence in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, family, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Come on, we heard this again this morning, that our hope should be in Jesus alone. And that many of you are maybe facing so many things that are happening in your life. But if you had to be honest this morning, you can honestly say that you do not have the anchor, the foundation that we found in the Jesus Christ, in the person. Maybe you're standing here and at some stage you used to serve God, but because of circumstances, things that has happened to you, You've moved away. Maybe things have drifted in your heart. And this morning, the whole service is built for this opportunity. Then in a moment, we're gonna give you that opportunity that as you heard this morning, there is no hope outside of Jesus Christ in the person of holding on to Him. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed in this place, maybe you're standing here and you're saying, Pastor, if I have to be honest, if anything had to happen to me today, I do not know that I would open my eyes in eternity and spend it with Jesus Christ. I do not have the assurance of salvation. Or maybe you had it at some stage, but the circumstances, the things of life have maybe changed your mind so much that it is blurred, that you can't see if you have it or you don't have that peace. This morning, we're gonna give you that opportunity. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you that wherever you are, that as heads are bowed and no one walking around and eyes are closed, did you just say, Pastor, that's me? In a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand as I count to three. And when you lift it, we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe with you that your life will never be the same again. Come on, family, that as you come, the believers praying that maybe you're standing there and I'm going to count to three. Then you can lift your hand. One, two, three. Come on, lift your hand in Jesus' name. If that is you, come on, hands being lifted all over the balcony. You're on the sides. Come on at the bottom, lift your hand and say, God, that is me. This morning, I'm reaching out to you. Come on, as you lift your hand this morning, come on, see the hand that are lifting, that are stretching to God. 
God is stretching His hands towards you. Come on, there's no sin that can separate you from the love of God. Whatever you did last night can never take away the love that God has for you. But He's asking you to respond. Come on, no matter how far you've run away, He is still waiting. He is standing with arms wide open. His hands are going up all over this place. We just want to say to every single one of you that are standing in the front, if you knew anything about our pastor, this is what he lives for. For this moment, because he knows that your whole life is going to change. In a month's time, 15 years ago, I made the same choice. And my life is better off it. I met my family. I have the family that I have today. I met so many people that are divine relationships that were part of my life until today that is steward and help and guide me. And that is what is this moment about. It's about you accepting Jesus, but that's the first part. But it's in us walking with you, helping you, discipling in the way that you should go. Because we are becoming your family today. That the words is in Acts 2.47, that God daily added to the church so that we may be family. So in a moment, we're gonna ask you, everyone that came to the front, if you can be so kind, just to put your one hand on your heart, just to close your eyes and lift the other hand to God. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. And as you pray this, God's gonna change your life forever. Just say the following. Dear God, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I've missed it that I lived without you. But today, I make the choice to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me for all my sins. I am a brand new person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.